Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so I would like to share something from my heart a little bit before I preach the word of God. I think many members in this church may not understand what the Lord called me to do for the sheep. And I just want to communicate my heart to you. I remember Jesus said that if you love me, feed my sheep. And he said in the book of Matthew 28 that go all over the world and preach the gospel to all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them everything that I have taught you. I did not fully understand all this scripture. You know, sometimes you read scripture and you understand in your brain. Kind of, okay, it's a knowledge. But it did not sink into your heart until later on as you walk with God longer and longer. You began to understand the heart of God more. And after being a Christian for 40-something years, I learned that so many Christians in the world don't have understanding of the Bible. They don't even have basic understanding at all. They don't even know what is repentance. They don't even know what is baptism in water. Very basic. People don't understand. And not only basics, some people don't even understand something more important to their life. And that's why... I met so many Christians who are defeated, poor, and get into trouble, and never have victory, and they complain, and they blame God, everything, they blame God, because their life is miserable. They got into trouble, and if you look deep in the root of the problem, is that because they don't know God's word. They don't understand what God say. It's like this, if I open somebody's skull, shave the hair, crack the skull out and I don't even know the anatomy and I don't even know where the tumor is or where the aneurysm is to be clipped. I just have to dig around and I will kill my patient. The same thing as Christians, we need to know the Bible and it's our responsibility to get the word of God by number one, reading the Bible yourself. Two, study the Bible yourself. I study the Bible every day. I don't study the Bible in order to preach, I study the Bible to feed my spirit. Three, go to Bible study class. Go to care group. Go to different classes. Four, listening to anointed preaching. Because God anoints somebody to be teacher, to explain to you something deeper than you can understand yourself. The body of Christ has the pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, in order to train you, equip you for the life of service and to train you to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God put this gift in the church, people who have the gift of teaching, gift of pastoring, prophetic gift to help you, to bless you. Uh, I started to be a Christian when we used tape. And when the tape broke down, you have to buy a new tape. Later on, we use CD. And after CD for a while, then we use MP3. But now, thank God, we don't need to use CD anymore. We have sermon in Spotify, in podcast, iTunes, and YouTube. With this progress of the technology, now it's much easier to get the Word of God into you. You can listen to the reading Bible, the teaching, because my background is a neurosurgeon. The way I was trained is that everything I need to know step by step, I need to know anatomy, physiology, brain anatomy, neurology. I need to understand this in order to get to the point that I can open somebody's skull. If I don't know, I kill my patients. With this background, I understand now why God asked his people to write the Bible for us to study like a textbook. And we need to teach people step by step in systematic way so that you will get from A to B to C to D. And then you grow up more and the word of God will renew your mind. The word of God is your spiritual food. The word of God will give you faith. The word of God is like a medicine to your life. It will heal you. 
and you know what to do in your life, you should turn left or turn right, you know how to work with the Holy Spirit. The more you know the word, the more successful you are because you understand how to walk with God. I hope that you don't drive your car out on the street without knowing how to drive a car because you're going to get into an accident. Amen? The same thing, your walk with God, you need to know what the Bible says. This is why I work so hard. Pastor Dan know very well. All day, all night, I mean, seriously, producing teaching in English, in Thai, in Vietnamese, in French, in Chinese, in uh, different languages to feed the sheep, not only in this church, but around the world. I hope that I beg you, I encourage you, please use the technology. Use what God has given to you through your pastor, who is a shepherd, who likes to feed the sheep. For your benefit, by listening to the teaching, either in Spotify or internet or in the YouTube. Listen seriously, series by series. Jot it down. Write down what you learn. Put into practice. Build your faith. When I go to heaven, God cannot blame me that you don't do your job. But when you go to heaven, God may say, I have given to you, but you never Use those things that your shepherd has given to you. Therefore, you keep blaming me. Therefore, you keep being defeated because you don't know how to live your life. You don't know the word. The Bible says, my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. So it's so important to get spiritual food into your life. So please subscribe to Varun Lahaprasit channel. Just my name, Varun Lahaprasit, for the English one. Uh, this is English-speaking group. So please subscribe and click on the notification bell so that when the new sermon come up, I usually publish about three sermons a week. And you, when you eat lunch, you can listen. Don't waste your time watching bad news about COVID-19, about the politics. Waste of your time. It will not help you anything, I tell you the truth. Those news will not help you. Actually, it will burn you down. But the word of God will help you so that you will be stronger. You will be successful. You will be blessed because the Bible says, those who follow my statue, those who obey my command will be blessed. But how can you know his command if you never even listen to the word of God? So you just live day by day, make mistakes all the time. And that's why you are not blessed. So don't blame God. You need to do your part. Your pastor, your shepherd already has done his part. I have done my part. I worked so hard all this year to produce different series of teaching, being led by the Spirit. Oh, that series is so good. You need to learn how to be led by the Spirit. God will speak to you so that you will not die too soon. <laughs> I listened to the testimony of Joanna on Saturday. We have the young adult care group. And the Holy Spirit helped her. While she was driving, God said, look on the side. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit grab her arm and pull her arm this way. Her car just went out of the street. What happened? At that same time, another car chained the lane into her lane accidentally. Otherwise, that car is going to be hit. And she's going to get into a car accident. But the Holy Spirit helped her. Amen. This is why I listen to the series called Walk and Live in the Spirit. So you know how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Again, you cannot blame me. If something bad happened to you, because I have done my part to educate you with all the lessons. I have thousands of lessons in my computer that I cannot preach on Sunday. I'm sorry. 52 Sundays a year. I have no way to educate God's people with just Sunday service. I need to produce extra teaching for you to feed yourself during driving or during eating lunch or during cooking or something. You need to find time to listen. I do my part. I don't get any money. I never collect money out of this. I do it for free to feed the sheep. Amen? Amen? How many of you want to be victorious in your life? How many of you want to be really fruitful in your life? How many of you want God to use you in this generation? I remember when I was a young boy, I did not want to go to school at all. When my dad put the uniform on me, 
He dragged me to the car, and I cried and cried. I want to take that video, but at that time, no video. <laughs> 69 years ago, there's no video. I cried, and he said, "No, you have to go to school. You need to study." Almost every week, my dad would say something to me: "You eat this, don't eat that. You need to sleep well. Do this and this." He trained me since I was young. But I learned something that when I obey my daddy and do what he says. My life is successful," he said. "You need to study hard. You need to set goal. You need to do your homework. Don't be lazy. Don't play too much. Nowadays, the kids all play on the telephone with games. Just waste your time. Read the book. So, what I try to say here is that when I follow the instruction of my daddy to be diligent, to work hard, to be responsible and faithful, I become successful. In the same way, our heavenly Father has given us the direction and instruction. And sometimes you may act like me, who cry and try to pull myself out of the car that day. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do what you say. It's too much to go to school. But you need to make decision to listen to your daddy in heaven and do what he says and. You will be strong, blessed, victorious, and successful if you obey His voice, His word. Today, I would like to talk about one of the simple subject, but most Christians in America don't know. In First John chapter one verse seven, the Bible say, the topic of sermon today called fellowship is vital. But if you walk in the light, as He is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. Everyone say one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Verse three. I go back to verse three. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father, and with His Son. Jesus Christ. These two verses in the Bible represent the picture of the cross. When you look at the cross, you see the vertical part of the cross, and you also see the horizontal part of the cross. Vertical. Lately, God spoke to me. Oh, we encourage Christian to keep our eyes on the cross. And I thought, oh, the cross is just a picture of the cross like this. But lately, I understand more. Oh, it means I need to have vertical relationship with God, and also horizontal relationship with other people. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, and love your neighbors as yourself. Two things must come together. And if you can obey these two laws, you obey the whole Bible. Okay, so we are talking about fellowship. There are two kinds of fellowship: fellowship in the vertical way. That's why the Bible says in verse three, "And our fellowship with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ, we have fellowship with our God." And not only that, horizontal fellowship or horizontal love. We walk in the light as He is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, fellowship with our Christian brothers and sisters. What does it mean, fellowship? Fellowship is not just joining a golf club. Fellowship is not just joining the billiard club. But fellowship is deeper than just being in the club and seeing each other and say hi. What is your name? Oh, my name is Yoki. Oh, hi. Uh, thank you. What is your nationality? Oh, I'm from Indonesia. That is not fellowship. Just to see each other face, to understand your name, and to say hi, and then bye bye. Fellowship come from the Greek word. The Greek word is koinonia. Koinonia is deeper than just. Seeing somebody and you know their face and you remember their name and say hi and say bye bye. Fellowship means to have close relationship and share life together, share time, 
life encouragement. You share knowledge. You share gifts. You share talents. You have that exchange. They give you something, and you give them something. That is fellowship. Fellowship is used only in the Christian community. You cannot really have real fellowship with outsiders or with non-believers. Yes, you can try, but it's gonna be a mess. Why? Why, if you try to fellowship with non-believers, it's gonna be a mess because the Bible says clearly. But if you walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purified us from our sin. My brothers and sisters, this is the way we walk with God. Listen carefully. I want to explain to you how we can fellowship with God and also we can fellowship with one another. The first step is to receive the forgiveness of sin from Jesus Christ. At the cross, Jesus said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? In other words, at the cross, Jesus took all the sins of the whole world on him. Jesus never had any wrong or bad relationship or fellowship with the Father. They were together for eternity, from eternity past to eternity future. The Father and the Son, very close to each other. But for a few hours on the cross, because Jesus took all our sins, the Father rejected Jesus Christ. I don't look at you. You are so full of sin, of Pasalau, of David, of Pastor Caesar, of Anne. You're full of sin. I will not look at you. He rejected Jesus Christ so that we will be accepted by the Father. It's an exchange there. He took our sin and he gave us righteousness. So, Fellowship with God starts from repenting of our sin and believe in what Jesus did for us at the cross. So when you believe, you are accepted by God and your relationship with God is restored. And you can really have fellowship with the Father again through the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it clear? You cannot have fellowship with God without being a born again, repentant Christian. Okay, why the Bible say in the book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 7, but if you walk in the light, let me explain to you. As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son purified us from our, our sin. What does it mean? Let me explain to you this. Okay, in our Christian walk, we re re reconcile to God by faith. We believe Jesus Christ died for us and we Turn to God and say, I want to fellowship with you. I am your son now. After we are born again, he begins to teach us through the Bible by the Holy Spirit. And year by year, day by day, month by month, we receive the knowledge of God. How to live, how to walk. Before I became a Christian, I was totally devout Buddhist. I did not know the Bible at all. I have no idea what the Bible says. Really was diligent in studying the Bible, read the Bible, listen to good teaching. So little by little, day by day, month by month, I understand the word of God. The word of God is light to me. He is in the light. He never sinned at all. He knows exactly what to do. So when he shines the light to me, I have two choices. Number one, I say, I don't care about what you say. If I say, I don't care about what you say, I walk in darkness. And that, I cannot have fellowship with God. Because I'm still in darkness, I reject the word of God. My fellowship with God will be broken. But if I decide, I'm going to walk the way what God say, which is the light. I have fellowship with God. Is it clear? Yes. When I learn, I need to love my wife. I make decision to love my wife. I need to forgive people. I decide to forgive people. When he said to me, you go to church every Sunday, I go to church every Sunday. I'm going to do whatever you say. When I do whatever he say in the Bible, I walk in the light and I can have fellowship with him. But it doesn't stop only fellowship with him vertical. But horizontal, what happened? Because 
we walk in the light, we all obey God. Then we can fellowship with one another. Why? We cannot fellowship with we all living in sin. Because sin would destroy relationship. If I am sinning, I'm so prideful, I'm cheating, I take advantage of people, I don't care about you, I just always take, 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 take. I don't think you want to be my friend. I don't think you want to be in this church. But the reason we can fellowship together because we all walk in the light. We all love each other. We all forgive. We always want to be kind to each other. Giving to one another. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. We all want to support and bless one another. We walk in the light. What God say in the Bible, we walk in the light. But why the Bible say, I go back to verse 7 again. Why the Bible said, the blood of Jesus, his son, purified us from all sin. Why did he say that? Because this is a truth. I have the amount of light that I have in my life, that I receive from God. For example, if there are 10 million lights in the Bible, I may know 10,000. And I just walk in that 10,000 lights that I know. But I still don't know a lot in the Bible. (laughs) Even to today, I still learn some new thing from the Bible every single day. I'm a pastor. I still learn every day. I studied the Bible and God showed me new things. Oh, wow. Okay. So whatever I don't know from the Bible, I am forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Is it clear? What you know, you walk in it. What you don't know, God understands. And God forgive you and cleanse you from all those sins that you don't know that you're doing by the blood of Jesus. Basically, both of these things make you righteous and you can fellowship with one another. Why God compare the church to a family? How many wives want your husband to be goofy and play around with other women? No one say yes. (laughs) God compares the church to an army. God compares the church to a body. The organ of my body related to each other, connect to each other. Their fellowship, they connect, they work together. In the family, husband and wife and kids, all fellowship. They all get together and know each other and spend time with one another. The army too, you cannot be alone. You're going to be killed. You need your team to be with you, to protect you and fight with you. So the picture of the church is a picture of spiritual family and relationship. Of people really get to know each other, connect to each other, fellowship with one another. And in this way, we can help each other to walk in love and walk by faith. We all need each other. My finger need my heart and my lungs. My eyes need the arteries in my body and need the liver to clean up all the toxic agent in my body so that I will not be blind. If my liver does not work, I may be blind and I will have jaundice or yellow and I will have itching and I die. I need liver. Liver work for me. And, but liver need the heart to function, to send oxygen to the liver. You can see the connection, the relationship that we need one another. I need you. Actually, lately, so many times when I talk to somebody and they walk away from me and they say, wow, thank you God for sending this person to me. I need them. I'm serious. I need you. I give you an example. Yesterday, I struggled with the YouTube and Tim, Tim Sovereign sitting there, he called me from his work and he trained me how to fix the problem with YouTube. And after I hung up the phone, yes, I know how to perform surgery. Yes, I know how to preach and I know how to write the lesson, but I don't know how to fix the YouTube. <laughs> but God sent Tim to help me to fix Go to that page, click here, click here, click here. Oh, I see. I know how to fix. We need each other. 
We need to fellowship. We need to have come in and love each other and exercise faith for one another, support one another. Fellowship is a command of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the problem in the body of Christ. A lot of Christians think that to be a Christian is to follow a religion, which means that you go to church on Sunday, maybe late for 10 minutes, because you don't want to spend too much time in worship. You come to church late 10 minutes, you sit there, fulfill the religious activity, Amen. Stand up, sit down, sing three hymns and three hers. And then when the pastor say, Amen, you say, Amen. <laughs> when the offering back come by, you put in one cent there. Okay, I did my part. I follow religious thing here. And when the servant finished, when the service finished, and sing doxology for two minutes, Get up, run to the car, and go back home to watch the football game. I already fulfilled my religious duty on Sunday. Pastor, don't go beyond 10.30, okay? I have something to do. They just practice religion. They just go through the motion of traditions and rituals things. They don't understand that Christianity is about relationship. Fellowship with God and fellowship with brothers and sisters. God command this. The same thing my dad command me to go to school. My dad say, if you don't go to school, you will not eat food in my house. Yesterday, somebody in Minnesota asked me, how should I deal with my children? My children don't want to do this. I say, if it's worth me, <laughs> when Tanida at seven years old and she say, I will not go to church with you. I say, it's fine. Find your own food. <laughs> Find money for yourself. I'm not going to give money to you. I'm not going to feed you. You need to obey me because you are in my house. Yes. You have to say yes to me. No if, and, or but. I'm serious. I'm very strong. I look very soft, but when I talk to my kids, I talk soft, but no option. You need to go. Why? Why we do that? Why daddy and mommy give all this rule and principle in the house? Because the mom, the dad, care for their children. Amen. They don't want their children to fail, right. to be on the street, to be a beggar on the street. They don't want their children to be sick. They want their children to be prosperous, to be successful, to be famous in society. The same thing, God gave this principle of fellowship so that we will be successful, so that we'll be strong, we'll be mature, because God knows that we cannot be on ourselves. We need other people to help us to grow. I cannot grow by myself. I need you. And sometimes it means this way, I need you who step on my toes so that I learn how to forgive you. I love you unconditionally. <laughs> sometimes God sends somebody to step on your toes. <laughs> Especially in this church because we are international. So sometimes you meet people of different culture and why they do this? I like to eat bread. You eat jayo. What are you doing here? <laughs> so we can offend each other in fellowship, but that makes us practice unconditional love. So we can grow more in this fellowship. In the fellowship, God call us to be together, to grow, to develop, to help each other, to bless one another, to support one another. Like what I say, I may be good in writing sermon, but I'm so weak in computer. I am not good in computer at all. Sometimes my computer have a problem. I have to die somebody and say, could you please help me? I don't know how to fix this problem. We all need each other. Last night, somebody called me. Uh, can I give uh, this dose of medicine to my son because I'm a doctor 
She can call me. She doesn't have to pay bill when she call me. I will not send her the bill. <laughs> But at the same time, when my car broke down, hello, brothers. <laughs> can you come to my house and fix my car for me? My brothers and sisters, we are not practicing rituals and traditions here. We want to practice what the Bible say, and the Bible say clearly: we need to fellowship with one another. Christian fellowship cannot happen without being a born again person. You need to be born again. You need to have the forgiveness of sin, and you need to fellowship with God first, because you cannot love people without receiving the love from God. You need to really connect to God first. Amen. And after that. You can fellowship with one another. We need to really repent of our sin. Sin is destroying any relationship in the world. Isaiah 59 verse 2 say, "But your iniquities, your sin, and your punishment of sin have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear." In order to fellowship with God, we need to repent all the time. We cannot be stubborn and give all the excuses to continue in sin. We need to repent and say, "God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I confess my sin right now. Please forgive me." And then your relationship with God will be restored again. Like in First John chapter one verse nine, if you confess your sin, He is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. Amen. Fellowship with God. Really, start with repentance, with forgiveness of sin, with confessing our sin and admit that we are wrong. Sin separates us from God. Sin causes difficulties in relationship with God, and also sin causes problem between man. Our fellowship will be broken if we sin against God. That's why repentance is very important in the Christian life. Amen. This is the way I live. I examine my life every single day. I'm serious. This is serious. I examine my life every day. Do I have any bad attitude? Do I have any wrong motive in my relationship with that person? Have I done something that sin against you? I examine my life every day, and when I know that I'm wrong, I confess my sin right away. Sometimes the devil like to remind me of certain things in my life. There's one person. Borrow my money to sell the house, to prep the house to sell. He doesn't have enough money to prep the house to sell. So I send money to help this man, ten thousand dollars. After that, he disappear, and never call me again. And he sold the house and he get money, but he kept all the money. I tell you, the devil reminded me all the time. <laughs> he is a preacher. He's not a member. He's a preacher, but he cheated you, and he didn't even care to talk to you. He just disappeared. In my flesh, I'm angry. I feel cheated, cheated by a preacher, <laughs> not by a member, not by a new believer. But every time when the devil reminded me of this, no, 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 I forgive him. Amen. I let it go. Yes. God gonna pay me back. Amen. I'm not gonna be bitter against him anymore. We need to repent every day. God gonna talk to us, remind us of something. In fellowship, we need to repent if we want to fellowship with God and repent and fellowship with one another. Maybe I offend you, and if I know that I offend you, I need to come to you and say sorry, forgive me. Then fellowship is restored. Repentance will bring restoration. Amos chapter three verse three: Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? In fellowship, we need to come in agreement. This is why it's so hard to fellowship with non-believers. It's hard to fellowship with people who don't believe in God. We can only fellowship with Christians because we agree that we have the same God. We agree that the Bible is the Word of God. We agree that the Bible is the standard of our life. We agree with the same doctrine. The same belief, God is our God, and we agree together. When we look at each other's eyes, yes, we agree. 
We believe this. We believe the same thing that there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We agree that we should love one another. We can fellowship only when we agree, but in order to come to the agreement, we need to have a common ground, common principles to agree with one another. That's why it's so hard for me to fellowship with non-believers because they don't agree with me in many things. Fellowship is for believers only. And definitely, my fellowship with you in the same church much stronger than my fellowship with another church members because we have different doctrines. We have different practice. The way we look at the Bible may be different. We may interpret the Bible in a different way. So the fellowship is really something happened with people who come in agreement and say, we're going to do this together. We have the same vision. We have the same goal. We have the same doctrine. We're going to love each other and follow one another and we're going to be example to one another. Fellowship must be based on agreement. We agree. Why we agree? For example, I agree with the young adult here. Initially, we start the young adult group of being a Bible study group. We have Bible study on Saturday morning. But later on, the Holy Spirit worked with us and said, we should change this to care group. So we change to care group. And we agree. And I say, I don't want to bother your guy too much. Do you want to have it every Saturday or just uh, two Saturdays a month? They all say, every Saturday. Okay, we agree. And I agree, I'm going to show up. We come in agreement Saturday 9 to 10.30 a.m. And we're going to have it every Saturday. We agree that who's going to teach and who's going to lead the worship, we come in agreement, then we can fellowship. Without agreement, we cannot have fellowship. Why we need to do that? Because we need priority in life. Basically, if somebody call me on Saturday morning and say, um, today, could you play golf with me? I say, no. I cannot play golf with you on Saturday morning. Oh, I don't know how to play golf either. <laughs> but I will not go with you. Because I have commitment to show up on Saturday morning at church at 9.30 a.m. Everything else, bye-bye. This is fellowship. Fellowship means priority. I give my time to God. I fellowship with God. I give my time to my brothers and sisters. We come in agreement. And in the fellowship, what we do? We build each other up. We love one another. We pray for one another. When somebody in the group gets pregnant and delivers a baby, okay, let's get food to her house together. Let's have a meal train together. Let's pray for one another. Lift each other up. Encourage one another. Teach one another. Train one another. Use the gift. We all have different giftings. We use the gift to build each other up. Fellowship is not a place to come to look for a boyfriend and girlfriend. Fellowship is not a place to come to borrow somebody money. No, fellowship is for building each other up. We are not there to take advantage of one another. But if you find a girlfriend there, praise God. I don't mind. But your attitude should not go there because I do am way. So I'm going to look for people in this fellowship group to sell my product and get people under my, what you call, under... Dow line, thank you. I try to find the word because I don't do this. I want to find a Dow line in this fellowship. And after I get 10 people there, I move to another group. That is wrong motive. Fellowship is not trying to do business. I'm so strong, I'm sorry. I try to protect all of you. I don't want people to come to this church to use you to make money. Amen. Church must be holy, pure, and righteous. No hidden agenda of making any personal benefit. If you are mad at me, I'm fine. You can leave this church. But I need to protect God's sheep. I'm not against Mway, but don't come to the church with the idea of I'm going to make thou lie in this church and after I get 10 people, I leave to go to another church and become a member of another church. That is wrong motive. 
You commit. I don't marry my wife to so that she can be my downline. <laughs> We are there to bless one another. We are there to encourage one another, to build each other up. It's about love. It's about faith. It's about building each other up. When we come to fellowship, we should have the same goal. What is the goal of fellowship? Oh, the goal is that I can boast that I know the Bible, so I can grab the microphone and preach to you. Okay. No, the goal is not about boasting. It's not about me that you like me. No, die to self. The goal of fellowship is to love one another and help people to grow in love, to know Jesus more, to become more like Jesus. The goal is that our Christian, non-Christian friend will see that we love one another and they say, wow, like Jesus said, the world will know that you are my disciple because you love one another. You know the people out there in society are looking for good community. And when they see that you have a good community, love one another, they want to join you, they will become a Christian. It's a way to evangelize, to have a very good community. You have fellowship. And you set up a birthday party, invite non-Christian friend there, and they will get saved because they see your love, your friend there, your friendship, your sincerity there, to expand the kingdom. Not only that, we are living in the world that there's so many things that cannot pull you to hell. If you're not careful, if you don't go to church, you don't go to fellowship. This is the way the devil works. I warn you right now. The devil will not come to you and say, "Hey, stop believing in Jesus. It's a waste of time." He will not do that to you. He knows you're going to say no right away. But this is he will do. Uh, this Sunday, I think it's okay to miss one Sunday to go watch movie with your friend. You say, mm, "I think it's okay. One Sunday, not too bad. I have another 51 Sunday left." And then the devil will talk to you on Friday evening. Oh, you work so hard, too tired. Don't go to care group because you can rest today. Just one Friday, fine. And you listen to the devil. Hmm. This Friday I'm gonna take off. I will not go to care group. Then next Friday he will say again, "You still have another 50 Friday a year. It's okay to miss another care group." He will lure you. He will talk to you to compromise. And what happened to you? Your life will get weaker and weaker and weaker, and eventually you can go to hell because you are not fed. You keep feeding yourself with the worldly thing. You don't feed yourself with the love, the testimony of brother and sister, the word of God, the fellowship, the things of the kingdom of God. So you're gonna get weaker and weaker and weaker. He is so cunning. The devil knows how to get rid of you. Weaker, weaker. You miss church. Oh, I tell you, during these two years of pandemic, I really concerned about my members. Somebody gonna go to hell eventually because they don't show up in the church. They don't get fed. They don't get lay hand on. They don't get stir up. Hey, believe in God, follow God, and eventually, and when you come to the point, you're so weak, weak. Because you don't show up in the church, you don't show up in the care group for two years. The devil will come to you and bing, you die. Just one little offense from your pastor, you just gave up your Christianity, and you go to hell. This is why it's so important to really be faithful, take priority, to walk with God, to go to fellowship, to go to church, keep yourself going. If you have a regular car, you need to go to the gas station on a regular basis. If you have a Tesla, you have to charge the battery on a regular basis. In the same way, if you don't charge your spiritual battery, you're gonna be bombarded by the worldly things, and eventually you're gonna lose your salvation. You're gonna walk away from God. You need to keep going, Amen. charging, going to church, going to care group, get involved in the fellowship. Amen? Amen. Let me read a few scripture in Acts chapter two, verse forty-two. The Bible say, "And they continue steadfastly in the apostle doctrine." So I talk about that already. Please listen to the teaching in the YouTube or in the. 
podcast and fellowship. Everyone say fellowship. They continue steadfastly or they devote themselves to the apostle teachings, fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayer. In the early church, if you read the book of Acts, they meet each other, fellowship in the temple. And also the Bible say from house to house. Actually, the Bible even more serious than us, daily. <laughs> I'm serious. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 20, many chapters in the book of Acts say daily. Wow. For us come to church once a week already. Ah, pass allow. You demand on me too much. Oh, you have to go to care group on Friday night. Uh -huh. This church demand too much. The disciple in the early church daily. They meet each other daily. Let me read this scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It means that even the, in the early church times, some Christians build a habit of stopping, stopping going to care group and going to church. Habits. Wow, I believe COVID-19 is really shaking the church. To see that you are real disciple, you're serious about God, or you're afraid of COVID more than God. It's really shaking the church for two years. I can see that with my own eyes. Very shaking right now. But let us encourage one another. Encourage one another means small group meeting. I can encourage you now, but you cannot encourage me because I'm talking on one side. But you can encourage me when you join me and come to care group. And I can listen to you. I was so encouraged on Friday night with a lot of great testimony. I was so encouraged by Saturday morning care group. A lot of testimony from young people. Oh, so good. Ah, I was encouraged to Keep going with God, keep growing, keep moving, keep progressing with God. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Let me read a few more scripture. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 3 to 4. Uh, this one from NLT, but from NIV say it another way. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Another version say, never let your faithfulness and love leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in within your heart. Then, how many people want to find favor with God? How many people want God to give you first class seat even though you pay coach seat? That's what happened to Eric. Eric never missed church. Eric always come to care group. He went to the mission trip to Arizona with me. He bought the coach class. When he got to the desk, he got the ticket. Three, seat three. That is first class. He walked back. This is wrong. Don't worry about it. And on the way back, he got the first class again. Yeah. Favor. You will find favor with both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. You're faithful to go to church every Sunday. You're faithful to go to care group every Friday. You show up. I'm faithful. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to be faithful. And God's going to give you favor. God's going to give you so much favor with him and with people. Be faithful. Walk in love. You go to care group, not so that people will bless you, but you go there to bless people, to encourage people. Faithful to one another. I can guarantee I'm going to be there. You can count on me. I'm not going to disappear. You can count on me. I'm a faithful man. If you're faithful, God going to give you favor in your job, in your finances, in everything. Amen? Amen. Mark chapter 8, verse 35. Sometimes you don't want to go to care group because you think it's more fun just to watch some movie here. We'll look at what the Bible says. If you try to hang on to your life, your computer game, your movie, your fun time, hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, you give up your time to give to God, to go to care group, to go to church, for my sake 
and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. What it means is that if you decide to choose God first, you're willing to give up something for God, you will not lose your salvation and you will receive life from God. One last thing I want to say. Actually, I still have a lot of sermon to teach here, but I'm going to have to stop because of time. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. What is the winter? Winter in the spiritual realm is when you get old. Winter when you face some financial difficulties. Winter is when you start to have illness symptoms. Why are you still healthy? Why are you still strong? What you should do? You should do like ants. Keep gathering food. You go to care group, listen to the good testimony. Build your faith up. You listen to the good teaching there. Build your faith up. People pray for you, receiving the anointing, the presence of God in the care group. You build yourself up. You keep accumulating and uh, gathering all the good things in your life more and more. And when you get old and sickness starts to attack you because you get older now, you have faith. You have the word. You have the anointing. You're strong to fight against that sickness when you turn 80 years old. When you start to have symptoms of sickness, you say, no, go away in the name of Jesus. But if you spend time with computer game, movie, Bad news, sitting around, doing nothing. Never gather food in the summertime. When you get into trouble, you have no way to fight. You are too weak to fight. Therefore, have a discipline in life. Go to church every Sunday. Listen to good sermon many times a week. Go to care group. Be faithful. Be loyal. Be, stick to it. Faithful. I'm going to be there. This is my priority. I'm going to be there to be in a fellowship. I'm going to go there to bless people because God say, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm going to be there to build people up. And you're going to see that somebody is going to be sent by God to build you up. You give, God sends somebody else to help you. You keep sowing, blessing, doing good things to people, encouraging people, give your time, your energy to go to care group. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I was so happy when I saw that somebody brought, uh, what is that? Help me. Donut. Thank you. <laughs> Bring two boxes of donut to the young adult group. And I noticed all the, these young adult people look. <sighs> and the boxes empty within a short period of time. <laughs> and somebody took it home too. <laughs> but it's so good that somebody... After I saw that yesterday, that somebody bring two boxes of donuts, I think maybe I should talk to Pastor Dad that Saturday morning I should go out to buy some, some snack to, to give to them. I want to give. I want to be the blessing. It's so good to bless, to give, to encourage, to build people up, to really be a vessel of God to build other people up. So in conclusion, not only fellowship with God, not only going to church on Sunday, find a small group that you can get involved with. Small group can be lady group, special Bible study group. Right now, Tanida has a young woman, special Bible study group every other Saturday. That is fellowship. They Bible study together, they fellowship together. I have a Bible study on Monday night with David and Adina, Daryl. That is a fellowship group, small group. We get together, we laugh together, we listen to testimony. It's so fun. We should join the small group because God commands us to fellowship. Fellowship is vital, essential, and important in the eyes of God. If you want to be victorious and if you want to be strong and used by God and have a lot of rewards in heaven and have the favor from God and from people. Amen? Please. Get involved in a small group. Our church believes in small group meeting. Not only that, last thing I want to say. 
God say, "Go and make disciple of all nations." You notice that Jesus make disciple in small group. He did not make disciple to the thousand of people. He spent time with the twelve, teach them, train them. In the small group, you are trained to teach. You learn how to lead worship. You learn how to share. You you are trained in a small group meeting. You can use your gift to pray for people. It's a discipleship, basically. It's a time and model for people to get trained to disciple. You learn how to speak in front of public. It's good discipleship. Amen. Amen. Right. I cannot force you. I'm not gonna command you to do anything. I just teach you the word of God, and now it's up to you whether you're gonna walk by faith. Faith without deeds is dead. For me, I have faith in First John one seven and First John one three, and I want to obey my God. Since I become a new believer, I never miss church. I never miss small group meeting to today. Forty plus years have gone by. I have all the excuses not to show up in the care group because I'm a senior pastor. I'm so busy in my life. I'm so extremely busy, but I never miss care group because I know it's essential, vital for my spiritual walk, and I want to obey Jesus because when I obey, God will bless me, and the blessing will go down to my thousand generations. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us, Lord. Lord, we want to be your disciples. We want to do what you say, Lord. We know, Lord, every command, every things that you say in the Scripture is beneficial to us. Lord, you created us. It's like we use the manual for the Toyota car, the Toyota manual. Lord, we believe this manual, the Bible, is for us, for our own benefit. You love us so much. Therefore, help us by your grace to practice what we learn today, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.